Oh shit. <laughs> Alright, we're live, dude, and you just said that. Great. Hello. Did we lose you? Might have lost Eric. Of course. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Let's <hit> this music. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Chad Eckert. It was Eric Barnes was with me like right when we started and then all of a sudden he disappeared. Where'd he go? And he's frozen. Look at him. Remove that. Add this. That's Eric Martins. This is the Fantasy Golf Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Golf Pod each and every Sunday night. We'll be here cracking beers and talking golf. That's what we do, Eric, now each and every Sunday night on the uh, 2021 schedule. Uh, we're doing this because it's supposed to be easier with having family and things to not have to uh, do it on a Tuesday and prepare names and reasons. You just recap what happened. It's easy. You just write it down as it goes along. I just reread our text messages, and then we just regurgitate that back on Sunday. Even if it's a, a type of finish like we got today with that Honda, what a weird what a weird tournament. Exactly. going to turn my heater off because it's nice and warm. I'm in my garage. We're not real. We're uh, fake people. We're so don't troll us, Ken. Good God. We're doing this for fun. We are sponsored, though. Someone wanted to sponsor us. It's great. Fansharesports.com. You can go to the website. You can get a subscription for 20% off using the promo code FantasyGolfPod. You can do that right now. Tonight, you will find us talking about who won the DFS Open. There's a uh, person who won that, and he's on Twitter, and I found him. And we'll talk about what he did to win to win. We'll talk about the short game. We'll break down the uh, points scored. And contrast that with the ownership and see if that made any difference. If they were owned, were they bad or were they good? And then review what we were told. We'll share what we discovered. The news, the viral stuff, and the outrage, as always. And then match play next week. March Madness for the golf. It's great. Hmm. It's one of our favorite uh, times of year, actually. It is, is that- one of our favorite times of year. Jesse's here. Thank you, Jesse, for tweeting and retweeting and doing all the things to support the pod. We appreciate you. Um, I'm going to share the screen. I'm going to start by sharing the part of the DFS Open. That was fun. Jesse had a chance. He was up there. In fact, let's see. where was Jesse, I think you finished like 15th. I don't know why I didn't. I was out of it. I had two lineups with James Hahn, so I cared not about this dumb thing. <laughs> Holy buckets. J- Jesse, congrats on your 10th. What'd you win there? 250? Dang, dude. Nice, nicely done. And then our guy Chris Jackson was in it and to win it. And only he was close, but he finished six hundred dollars. It's pretty good. The guy who did win, I think his name is Michael. Uh he had these names. Did this is just a plain uh funny looking faced not lineup. Like, I mean, these are strikers of the ball. Some of them are bad putters, usually. So I don't know. This is kind of a fun lineup, a kind of a unique lineup, but he still ate the chalk with a Brendan Steele of 25%. He had an Adam Scott of 20%. He did choose Keegan at 12%. And Matt Jones, the winner of the tournament, congrats to Matt Jones. He had $7,400, and then the DFS Open was 12% owned. And then he had Michael Thompson at 6.2%. 
and Adam Hadwin, 4.4%. Kind of weird. Good lineup, though, right? It's a good lineup for, for a week like this. That's what we've learned is that. Well, especially against 2,000 people. You don't need to go too crazy in this kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So would you have made that lineup? Yeah, I mean, I could have made that lineup. I, yeah. I didn't make that lineup, and you know, I paid dearly because I didn't make a lineup like this that made sense. I mean, we've been on Hadwin, we've been on Thompson, we've been on Jones forever. Yeah, Matt Jones is our guy, and it's so funny that actually we've been reviewing Eric the short game. That's what we're in. We're twenty dollar players. We play for a dollar a lineup, and we want a lot of them, so we play for twenty dollars. We play for a dollar each, and it's the short game. It's the most fair contest on DraftKings. Eric almost won it last week. Or when Last week of the players. Okay, so then this week a guy I have my best lineup is right there, but you don't care about that. You care about Yak to Char. That guy won. Yak to Char. Uh won fifteen hundred dollars and he had five hundred and forty-one points, and it was with Adam Scott and Henley. That's a great start at 10-1 and 9-8. Like, uh clearly do that and then just pepper that 7K range. And he ended up with oh my god, it's the first time I've seen this. Phil was in the winning lineup for the short game. I had no idea. <laughs> I thought he was dead. His career was over, but here he is, our guy. Again, <laughs> this is proving that you can have anything. You can do anything. You can create any lineup possible, and it, you can win. Because all it takes, Eric, each week is what? A bullet. One luck. bullet. A bullet is luck. Yeah, so all you need is luck. I mean, like, literally, this is not even a joke. Like, I'm considering now, and this could we could move transition to the strategy part, but this part of strategy is that I'm considering just doing that arcade again and just throwing in and just smashing mouth breathing style button smusher. <laughs> just or even like giving the phone to my kid for a couple lineups, giving to my wife for a few lineups, and seeing if me trying hard actually doing statistics on fantasy national, actually trying. Is will my button pushing wife do better than me spending hours looking at stuff? Probably. So that's the sad part. And that's the truth, though. And that's why we only play for a dollar and we're in the short game and we don't care. We don't tilt. We don't. I barely even, I wasn't even close to winning any money. Although I did have a bet on Matt Jones. So regardless, though, even if I didn't, I would have watched, I would have cared, paid attention. I love the Florida Gators. They're currently on in the basketball tournament, but I'm talking golf with my friend here. So that proves how much I like golf and I will like golf regardless of how much money I can or have on the line. Okay. Now do you have Aaron wise and how do you click Aaron wise? No, I was, I was looking at Aaron wise because he was leading what coming into Saturday or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was, it was two missed cuts and a couple of like dead fucking last finishes. Uh, he had a, some things a second at Mayakoba somehow. Yeah, uh, Mayakoba, that was a little while ago somehow. Right. And we don't know why or how or, you know, because there's no stats there. But so, you know, if you look at that, oh, he has upside. That could be that could be a reason. Then mm -hmm. you look at Hadwin's on there. Like, well, he just did make the cut at the players. Hadwin's not shown much. I don't know. Man, it's just. Oh, look here in third place, 35% Yoki Neiman. So you could have eaten the chalk. Look at this guy's lineup. Oh, yeah, Chase, Chase Seifert. So, Cypher, a guy that we we enjoy. Right. 
we know that his name is Seifert and not Seifert. So we know him enough to call him by the correct pronunciation of Seifert. If you listen to PGA Tour radio as religiously as we do, then you would know that. Or Matt Jones has now been in the winning lineup on four of the first 10 weeks of the season, Eric, on the GPP winning lineup in the short game, a guy named Matt Jones. What's going on with that? Like, this is the... This is a bizarro world we live in with these winners. It really is. It really these is winning crazy. lineups are just – it's so crazy, though, because you can look at the fourth-place team who had 20 points less. Um, you know, some of these just – they're just different builds. Like, everything's kind of different. One guy had a cipher. The other guys have seven – you know, this is two 8K, three 7K, and a 9K. I mean, like, this is crazy how you can get a build in any way, shape, or form, and it can get you there. So don't be told things. Don't listen to people, right? No, especially uh, – Put a time span timestamp right now when we listen to this a year from now that the Honda Classic, and we were told that this would happen and it, and it continues to be true. The Honda Classic is, I mean, people that you think are gonna make the cut are not. People that you think should should make the cut don't. People mm-hmm. that should make the cut don't and do and it's just it's a wild wild event because of water people you think you can trust and that you have confidence in like neiman at 35 percent of the field were clicking him this week that's over a third of the people that entered lineups used neiman he was okay he scored 69 points and that was not terrible not great and then you have 26 percent owned uh m at 73 points so the two chalk names they did okay and then fine and then you have your chalk name, Eric. The name that you went 100% on was Jim Furyk. And what do you know? Well, he came in at 20.7% after I was like laughing in the Discord at people saying he's going to be over 10%. I was like, what? Uh, are you kidding me? And then it ended up being double that. It would came in at 20% and you owned him in all of your lineups. So was that a good idea? How, how do you feel what happened there? I mean, I, I felt what I felt going in. It obviously didn't work out at all. <laughs> didn't work out at all. He missed the cut by one stroke. I will say that. And he had made all cuts. And he had a putt to make the cut at the on the last hole. He did have a cut to make the cut. He had two putts to make cuts. So it's just it is what it is. It's, now it's, we've talked though, Eric. We could get into DFS strategy. I mean, are we? Oh, let's just look at this before we go there. Do you have anything to? talk about with the names that are chalked does it really matter if they're chalk or not because some of them did well and some of them did not like scott was fine he was in winning lineups uh you had to have steel in some of these winning lineups yeah couldn't have kazire he was he ruined me and furica ruined you gooch kind of ruined people but didn't totally ruin you westwood brandon the all also, Eric, the truth is there is no rhyme or reason to figure out how these these people are going to be chalked. Like I had no idea Zach Johnson was going to be chalked. He didn't make my top ten of names. He was like fortieth on the on my projected ownership. Uh, I had no idea Brandon Wu would be fifteen percent. Yeah, you were just laughing your ass off. I was for- so happy. I was like, that is great news about Brandon Wu. Uh, who scored the who scored the most points? So we each week we we pull this from DraftKings. Each contest uh, will give you this information: who is the most owned and stuff. So then you can look and you can sort and you can find that Matt Jones was uh, far and away the most scoring, one hundred nineteen point five points. Next was Aaron Wise, who was ninety four points. Henley was ninety three and a half. Steele was ninety three. Cipher was ninety. 
Uh, Denny McCarthy, Daddy Dirt. See, this is the thing. You, these randos just pop. And God, Sam Ryder was good too, and he was 0.39%. And I had seen what I liked about him, but that was another problem with me is that I looked at stats. I used stats to, t- to click on uh, Cameron Davis this week, and I used stats to not use Sam Ryder when in my gut I thought I should use Sam Ryder. Or Adam Scott. How come Adam Scott showed up this week? It seemed like it's an odd time for Adam Scott to care. But then again, this is, might have been he. This is his last before the Masters, technically. So maybe that was why he cared. We didn't know that though. I thought maybe he'd play the match play, so then he would take this less seriously and intentionally MC. But he's there. He did fine. Or Vijegas. Vijegas. Oh God. Did we talk about this, though? We talk about Vajegas. We talk about Gay on Bermuda. We talk about even Chapel. Oh, wow, Chapel. But no, we talk about uh, we should have clicked him and Gay. And they were 0.15% and they were $0. You could have had them. And they did fine. They didn't do terrible. They didn't kill you. We've talked about this. Yeah. Well, Vajegas. But then that's the thing. It's like by the time, Eric, we talk about it. And then when it's a good idea, nobody's on it. But when it's a bad idea everybody's on it so it's kind of like funny that like we have to just like shake your brain each week before we make lineups and say what were we thinking about a couple weeks ago and did we just forget about that is everything stupid again like or you know i don't know does that make sense well something that made sense a couple weeks ago and then we kind of just blow it off the next week because it didn't work out could continue to be reasonable you know Comment, like, and subscribe. If you're commenting along, that'd be great. I see your comments, Jesse, and thank you for commenting other people. Um, let's keep going. What do we do next in this episode? We drink beer and we talk golf. And typically, uh, we are told things. What were we told this week? Did the things that we were told, did they come true in the world? I can stop sharing that. And that's true. We were told ball strikers who can't putt will win. Fairly, I mean, sort of. Did it happen? I don't a look. I didn't bit. look at the stats yet. But well, yeah. you see somebody like Keegan. You see some of these other guys like that that were successful for a little bit. Aaron right. Wise, and he's a ball striker. Yeah, he's a ball striker. And he's a horrid putter. Oh my god, the worst. That was what his demise was, especially today. Yeah. Um. What else were we told? I was going to pull the leaderboard up so I could review it, and it's taking forever because I'm out in the garage. My wife's using the internet to probably stream, well, basketball. I mean, is the basketball on? Basketball's on. Is she, wa- is she watching basketball? Uh, yeah, actually, she's into basketball. It's weird. Uh, she's that more into the bracket this year than I'm into the bracket, and I've been to Vegas several times to uh, bet on the NCAA tournament. I went there for my bachelor party. Uh, let's see. We don't need to... Sh- that can be gone. I guess, yeah, I don't really care. Pad putters can't can do well here. That was kind of true. Uh, but then Denny McCarthy was good. He's a great putter. So, like, nothing's ever true of what we're told. So, like, you can take <laughs> you can take a Zach Johnson if it's a bomber course, and then he's going to be fine or right. vice versa. Um, but especially in, like, the Honda Classic, like, you're told ball strikers and, like, uh, bombers and stuff and you're like this is a bombers course and you're kind of like in your head like how can that even be true 
Right. There's water everywhere. So like, this isn't that kind of a thing. So in your head, you gotta be like, you actually need to know that those people telling you those things, they don't know anything. They literally just make shit up and then need content. So they tell you that stuff and then you got to question it and not change your opinion based off of a dude with a microphone in his garage with the light on, like pretending to be somebody. So uh, <laughs> we were told Neiman would win. How could the favorites not win? How come they don't win every week? I don't understand. It doesn't make How sense. How come it's so it's so hard or it's not easy to to guess the winner? <laughs> it's hard to do that. Um until like declare it on the internet is stupid. But anyway, let's go back to now DFS strategy, Eric. You played 100% Jim Furyk. He was $6900. Do you think that that was the right play? Have you learned anything just by your first week as going all in on a guy? I've learned. Uh, I don't think I'll ever go all in on a $6,900 golfer again. Okay. Unless, what, what, why? 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 Unless, why? unless it's a Jim Furyk in a field like this again. I still believe that that wasn't that egregious of a play. Sure. But going forward in the fields that we're going to be seeing ahead, and I don't know, we'll talk about the um, tournament that we have in front of us on DraftKings as far as the. Uh, Dell match play. Mm-hmm. I don't know if 100% in that makes much sense, but in a normal, like just, you know, uh, 36 hole cut event, I will still continue to do uh, 100% on one player, but I think it makes more sense to go with somebody who has at least a better upside for cut it, even though fucking Jim Furyk had made, <laughs> had made every fucking cut. <laughs> I don't know. There was guys in the $8,000 range that had not made cuts. So it's like the volatility of, of an event like this was probably a foolish place to start. I, that's what and, we, that's what I told you, obviously, right? Like going in. That's why we were like, just do Furic, your guy that you like, and do that video and that tweet and whatever and right. get the content. But at the same time, yeah, uh, 6,900 might be too low of the guy to go all in on. Obviously, you get a nice savings with your lineup, but that dude can sink you so much more. He's, the odds of that dude sinking you versus a $7,900 guy or even an $8,900 guy, you might have to not play every top name if you use the $8,900 guy all in. So that's why there is a sweet spot, and you're looking to find that, and that's kind of what you're trying to do is locate, yeah. hey, I want to go all in on a guy, but is you know 89 too much so then I can't play the top price guy or is – 69 too little and then i'm risking it too much with all my lineups on this guy even though i get the savings so you're we're learning we're trying to do things and that's what we're trying to do each week and we'll review it on sundays hey what we do know about these resort course fields eric especially a uh fall swing style field where it wasn't even a it's a resort course field but it was a hard course like (laughs) That was, this is a terrible combination. This is the one that yeah. you should have skipped this week. Don't play this week. These Time are the weeks that don't Time. even have a player pool. Eric, just spray and then pray. Spray and pray. We've That's the kind of week we're in. Yeah. Um, where a $9,300 guy is your typical $6,700 guy. Now, 
we heard that there was people talking about how that mattered. Does that really matter in a field like this? I mean, like, you could you click Gooch? Because, I mean, relative to the field, he was fine. But when you normally get Gooch at $7,100 and you got to pay, pay $9,300, do you do that? I mean, it didn't pay off for him. But does any of that really matter? Does anything matter, Eric? No, nothing matters. And I, I'm honestly getting really, really tired when I do listen to some things where people say, I just can't believe this price for this guy. And it's like, <laughs> well, it's because of the, the field strength. So it's really actually makes sense. Does it's it, relative. Like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's so relevant. But, like, so complaining about it. Like, don't complain about it anymore. Just say, all right, here we go. Uh, you know, they the top, have to right? put people at prices. They have yeah. to tear it down. Like they can't do everyone at ten, and then everyone at ninety nine, and and then everyone at eight. Like they have to go nine one, nine two. Yeah. Nine, you know, it's like has to be in order. And the bet and the betters market, they also do the same thing. You guys on the on the on the on the at least at least I enjoy listening to the Preferred Lines podcast where you guys at least say like, wow, this is a number we haven't seen on this guy before, but obviously that's because of the relativity to the strength of the field. And we move on. Whereas <laughs> where sometimes you hear some things where the people get really hung up on the fact, like, I can't believe, I can't believe he's 8,700 when we saw him at 6,800 last week. Well, well yeah, the field that, sucks. That, that Big donkey dick. Jesus, yeah. God. Like, I, uh, I want to ask you, Eric, does course history matter? And when does it matter? How does course history matter? Because if course history matters, well, does course history at the Honda Classic matter now less because the field was worse this year? Because the field has gotten worse every single year for the last five or six years. So then the course history from five years ago is against harder competition. So their results, it's like, does course history, how, how do you even fucking quantify course history? It's got to be per individual. And then it's really not even that important to begin with, right? Boy, what a loaded question. And I've been trying to wrap my head around this now, too, after you've stated some things to me about, well, what about on a Saturday when they put the pins? Where they put oh, the pins? You like that? I love that. I, I thought that was, I thought it was a really. Well, that I have next. I have that, but we're not getting there yet. But we're talking okay. about course history. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, this 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 event clearly has taken a hit as far as it's. I mean, I can remember watching Tiger win this fucking thing. Uh, well, it was like nine, eight years ago. But that tells you, like now, now, and Ricky Fowler was was in the in the final group with Brooks, like yeah, just a little bit ago. And now here we are, Brooks or, or not Brooks, but Fowler's in the dead fucking last. Right, and he and he's. Not well. Okay, so then the course history—it's kind of weird because every year the field changes. So like, it's hard to even know if course history results, course results, event results will equal future results because it won't, right? No, not anymore. No. Does grass type matter? I'd, I'd still argue that you know, this is Bermuda. We like Bermuda. I mean, some people people like Bermuda. I don't like Bermuda. I don't, we live up here in the north. We like. I don't think it matters as much for the elites as it matters for the sixty-three hundred dollar guy that you're like questionable about. Then maybe you go, "Oh, this guy likes the grass. He's from this area. Okay, that." And I, I'll push myself on this side of the fence versus that side of the fence. Sure. So, <clears throat> I don't know if it's like because this dude that's elite, 
you know, like is better on one grass or the other. He's not bad at this grass just because he's better at that grass. Yeah. Um, ownership. Does that matter? I mean, look at look at this winning lineup. It had look, the percentages. Twenty. He owned. He owned lots of lots of names. It's. I think it still comes down to. And I want to put a timestamp here again for when we watch this next year, <laughs> when we're trying to figure out the Honda. It's starting points. Adam Scott, Russell Henley. Like, I don't know. He just basically said, "Fuck the other people. I'll take Adam Scott and make my way down." You know, like whatever. Russell Henley. 17%, 18-70%. Chalk. So what? You win a lineup. He had fucking Matt uh, Aaron Wise. Somehow he found his way to Aaron Wise at 1.6%. How do you find your way to Aaron Wise at 1.6%? I have no idea. Because you don't care about losing money. That's true. Right there. That's number one. Maybe he's a fan of Aaron Wise, too. Correct. Maybe, right. maybe he's playing the game. Maybe he's playing DraftKings for fun. Yes, correct. For it. So you click. Yeah. People, he he likes always clicks Mickelson. Aaron Wise. Jesus, God. Phil Mickelson's on there. Yeah. I like He Phil. knew no one would like Phil this oh, week, and Phil yeah. is a great DraftKings play. Because He's a clown. Phil always bogeys, so the needs yeah. to birdie. That's funny. Um, does missing the cut matter? Everyone knows that that doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> so I hope that's – I mean, if, if, if that's a, a, something to scare people, then stop watching right now. Well, right. No, missing the cut. It's like not a bad thing or a good thing. It doesn't matter one way or the other. And a streak of cuts is just as good. Okay. You know, that's great. You can have a good streak of cuts. You want that. But none of nothing fucking matters. Literally. I mean, you cannot predict golf. That's, that's the bottom line is that you definitely can't pick a bad who's going to win out of a bad field on a hard course. Like, that is a fool's errand. That is stupid. Statistics will not help you there. Ownership's not going to help you. Grass type's not going to help you. It is a hard course with a bad field. It is literally that big old ball with the little balls inside of it churning around. And then that lady pulls something up and then it says, Matt Jones. Like, that's what <laughs> this is. It's just like that thing. So, uh, yeah, what I was going to say is that uh, statistics are stupid for reason 50,000. Now, stats aren't stupid in NBA. Stats aren't stupid in NFL. Stats aren't stupid in golf. Of course not, because that's all we freaking have. We don't have much more than what we have. We have strokes against stats. But after doing this for a long time and knowing in my head that or following along with strokes against stats, they have not led me to anything. They are nothing. They're, they're in fact, misleading That more than anything. Here's the thing. Guys give up. I know you think that they don't and that they're grinding every shot and they're going for every FedEx Cup point. That's what they want you to think, and that's what they're telling their their managers of the media are telling everyone that. This is bullshit. They don't. They don't care. So on Sunday at this course, they have a few bad holes. They fucking mail it in. I'm not, I'm not trying to – so then their stats are ruined for that day. Sunday pins on this course, if you were out of it, you end up getting statistically ruined for months, weeks after this event. So what happens is then I compare Keegan Bradley's stats who played this event to someone who didn't play this event and who's only played those resort courses and easy courses and has never been challenged and doesn't get fucked and didn't go to pin 
uh, Sunday pins at PGA National and have terrible stats. And then I have to compare that guy with the guy that didn't ever play this course. So then how does that help? Or the fact that this guy got did okay, did great, but he didn't. He missed the cut by one on uh, Friday, Thursday and Friday. Did okay, did great. Missed cut by one. Whereas the guy made the cut on the number, played the same way, just plays god-awful Saturday and Sunday. God-awful. This guy, he's missed the cut. He didn't even make the cut. And he's then his stats are going to look better than the guy that played god-awful for the weekend. Playing harder pin placements on a windier, different course, totally different field with the pressure ratcheted up after making the cut. So then – but he's played better because he made the cut versus this guy. But his statistics will show that he's bad because he was horrible for one round or two rounds on the weekend against Sunday pins or he gave up or blah, 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 adding to the fact that stats are dumb. Sorry. And all the narratives that we don't know about, like I just saw today, I wish I would have known about it, that Camilo, Camilo Vijegas needed a T3 or better to retain his card. Because right? he was on a medical I exam. That. Like, yeah. So you don't even like know what some of these what guys' the motivations are. are. Yeah, yeah, there's motivations that are going on. There's like he's going to grind every single shot and like he won't right. give up versus uh, Tringali. Like the same thing every time. He's like, I'm just going for top 20s. That's what I do. Someone says, Chad, why were you on Matt Jones then this week? And then if stats are bullshit, well, what stats did you like about him? It's true. It's like, okay, I was on a specific name or I was off a specific name because of stats. But I think it's more coincidental when a guy like Matt Jones does well and you picked a stat. Like Morikawa the other week, you could say, you know, I was looking at his tee to green and I was looking at his approach, but his putter was bad. And that's an elite player. And those things can lead you to somewhere. And I liked Morikawa's 28 or 35 or 50, 40. What, I don't even remember what I got on him. But there was like three different reasons. None of them had to do with like his strokes gain stats. Ultimately, it was just it just as a combination of factors. And then for Matt Jones, for example, this week I opened up the board. It was the second bet I made. I made a bet on it. Kazire at nine seventeen a.m. It might have been eight seventeen a.m. I'm not sure if this is Eastern time, but that was a timestamp. And then I made him on right then and there, right after on Matt Jones because those numbers looked weird. I had seen Matt Jones competing and showing up and being on these. Uh, leaderboards and having been on these DraftKings GPP winning lineups, um, I've been clicking Matt Jones and seeing him do well. Did I ever fucking think that he could actually win a tournament? No, but then you see this 75 to one and you're like, for two bucks, I get 150. So that's what I do is I just throw a couple bucks off of that because by the time the tournament unfolds, then I can say, Oh, I got a Matt Jones. So what did I do? I told you, Eric, that I bet on Aaron Wise on the other side because I don't really care about it. So I'm just covering my ass to get to the next week because this is all it is. Do you play roulette? You know you're just trying to get to the next spin and have as many spins as you can and have as much fun as you can. That's what I'm trying to do with the Matt Jones type of 75 to one two dollars on that. So you just chuck it out there. Did Matt Jones' stats pop to me? Clearly not because I look at stats and then I wasn't all in on Matt Jones. So like if I didn't, Look at stats. Maybe I would have been more on Matt Jones, which is fucked up. So it's just annoying. And God, like I, I said, okay, dude, the circumstance, I should have these circumstances. 80% of stats, they should have circumstances baked into stats. They really Okay. Should. Think about this. So, like, you look at a fantasy national stat, you look at his third, and then it has, like, a two little reds and a, and a yellow on it. And one of them is, like, you, you hover over it. It's, like, 80% of this stat – uh, bakes in that he was never in contention versus you hover over like Justin Thomas's same stat and his is like 75% of this was in contention. 
So like, it just is like, you know, or uh, I don't know if that makes any sense or like, you know, tiger plays the hardest courses and the hardest events or you always would. So then like his stats kind of didn't look as great, but they're still amazing. Right. So they're like right on par with everyone playing these resort courses and he's only playing the open championship tight. 22% of tigers rounds are played on the hardest courses and playing uh, mostly in round fours in the final group. And like you get a little bit of circumstance with your stat because this otherwise it's like, wait, he wasn't in contention. He didn't care. So, like, can we throw those out? Like, how, you know, it's hard. I mean, I think Moose does try to provide some context to a certain degree, but I still think it's it's really impossible to 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 grasp right the the That's situation a- because a set, a stat a, a stat is a stat. But man, when you look at look at a guy like Neiman standing over the four footer. I mean, yeah, I guess it's going to show Strokeskin's lost putting because he he fucked it up. But was it was it was that on was that on Monday morning or Thursday morning or is that on Sunday afternoon? Where where was he in contention? Where was where his hands shaking? Yeah, was anyone even watching him at that point? Did the putt actually was it worth five hundred thousand dollars? I mean, these like, yeah. these are these are twenty two, three, four year old people. Like these people are humans. They're human beings. They're like pressure. There's pressure. It's not the same as the NBA, as the NFL, where you have your same quarterback, the same people doing the same things over and over and over again on the same course, field, playing surface. They're all the, doing the same repeated things. Baseball is the best because you get all these stats that actually can equate things so they're like this guy's on second and that guy's on third and if this guy bunts and this guy does that it's like oh well, automatically math you know like oh. that doesn't happen in golf dude so stop <laughs> trying to pretend that it happens Don't it's automatically it. math in those in those situations i, I apparently never, apparently yeah like these managers know like if i just sacrifice this guy i'll automatically get a run that's why the baseball playoffs are kind of boring because it's like it's just a bunch of like people playing world of warcraft or that thing where you're just like it's all a math problem um sorry for this whole rant and we're losing people watching live but that's fine um i want to talk to you though eric because the winner of the DraftKings open the dfs open whatever it's called they get to play this course and damn it the professionals they don't want to play it they're skipping it like in mass numbers it's the worst it's ever been do you want to play this course would you ever want to and if you're a pro aren't you skipping this pj national yeah like why would you play the honda classic right before a wgc for where it starts on a wednesday it's like five days you could play 36 holes on a sunday if you did well so like of course you're skipping this if you're good with the masters looming this is just an awful spot for this tournament it really is that's it's a mistake on the tourist part and i think they're gonna have to reassess uh where this where this really, I mean, it should be a fun watch, and it had been in the past. I, 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 I said earlier about the fact that uh, watching Tiger uh, do his fucking massive flop shot. Remember that? That was 2012, dude. Do you remember that? It was amazing. One of the fucking greatest moments. I'm in what at the Honda Classic. At Honda Classic. He won. Well, the it was probably, dude. It was probably in a position on the calendar that it was like a good spot for this tournament. I don't remember, but it was great. even a couple. It's, it's a great course if we can bring in people, but of course 
the pandemic. Well, now we have to elevate these dumb WGCs and this match play thing has to matter. Yeah. And then yeah. they have to crush in uh, API. Everyone cares about Arnold Palmer. And then what else do people care about? The players? Like, I guess that's a, that matters. So then why are you putting this here? Why, this should be um, a week off. It should be a week off. Give them a week off for the love of God. God, God, God forbid. It's a match madness. Like, I, I mean, that's what we should say to ourselves to timestamp here as well. Like, we can't fucking bet a lot of money when it's March Madness week because you're not paying attention. Like, I'm trying to throw money on Aaron Wise. I have no idea if he's any good at all because I'm barely paying attention because I'm watching full-on basketball. So maybe don't do it on the week of March Madness next year. Lower, lower stakes and then get ready for a really, really fun, I think, personally, uh strategy wise and all, all okay well we're gonna talk strategy yeah, about the, sure, the sure. match play on DraftKings yeah, but before yeah. we do we have to get to the, not quite yet because the outrage segment is really fun and everyone likes to talk about how the outrage is good people withdrew again Eric who who withdrew <laughs> unknowns unwanted James Hahn <laughs> oh shit God, yeah people God, withdrew God. and ruined me like I got ruined in the DFS open so I just gave I donated forty dollars, you know, on top of right, my other sixty. But you knew that was possible. Yeah, no, I don't care. But at the same time, that was getting outrage. Uh coverage was bad, of course, because what they choose to show, Eric, is asinine. They'll choose to show Graham McDowell, who is plus nine. On a par three, so you know. Okay, here's Graham McDowell coming up on a par three with his shot. It's like it's obviously going to go near the hole. Or in. Or in the hole. Like, this is stupid to watch now. So what do I do when I'm watching on TV? I just click off of this stupid Graham McDowell shot because I know it's fucking stupid and it's a waste of time. And I just go back to the leaderboard and I click through and I figure out where my guys are at looking at the leaderboard while I hear, oh, my gosh, he's at five feet away for Graham McDowell. He can go to plus eight at that point and the cut's even. So, like – what are we doing? Why do we even care about this Graham McDowell guy? On a Friday, when people are fighting to make the cut to uh, play the weekend, we're looking at a plus nine guy on a par three. And I don't understand why they don't understand the cut swipe. How come we can't get them to learn? What is the deal here? No one wants to see Graham McDowell, A, ever at plus nine. <laughs> and B, on a Friday afternoon, while their guy is near water everything's nervous. They're crazy. Got a bunch of money on this guy. And they're worried about Graham McDowell's plus nine. It's just crazy. No, it doesn't make sense. And it's really not. It's just so bad. Like for fans of players, like whether you're a fan of a player and you're watching or you're a fan of a player there. And we, I've well, talked about it. Like, it was just, dramatically different from going from the players oh, where you can God. see every single shot. Which okay, so I bet on uh, Billy Horschel last week it was a terrible bet, but or at the players, and then this week I bet on Cam Davis. So then it's like I have no clue what Cam Davis is doing. I don't know why I even put money on a guy that I have no I, I can't watch. Why would you put your real money? Why? So imagine like I have hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm one of these crazy idiots that just loves to gamble. Why would you even do it on golf? Like. Why would you go ahead and put like you'd have to just choose one of the guys in the featured group if you're gonna like care that much? Like I put ten thousand dollars versus twenty bucks. Let's say I was putting ten thousand dollars. You and I can't watch them. Oh my god! What are you? That. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's such a ah, it's such a. The, I know the PGA two PGA tour knows they can do better mm-hmm. if they if they partnered 
more with whoever else. We know what has to happen. It has to have a technology has to improve and the actual camera itself needs to be shrunk down because these little guys on the iPad, they can walk around. They can have hire a million of these people. It's that that big dang camera that's got the stands and everything. They got to figure out a way that one dude can stand behind every single golfer with like this tiny little camera and do everything that they need to do and have it be as digital and HD as possible. And that's the technology that needs to improve. And like Liam and Sam are going to have that all day. And they're going to be like, they used to have a gigantic camera and they're going to think it's insane. They're going to be like, they put that on the course and like that thing drove and they had cranes looking around instead of these little tiny drones that are silent buzzing around. Like, the technology is going to help golf more than anything else. Um, and technology is not helping the cut line projection. No. How fucked up is that? That's the biggest waste of time ever to like guess the cut. I used to make fun of uh, what's his name? Paulson, Dennis Paulson. Remember I tweeted at Dennis Paulson cause he was trying to guess the cut line and he was like, Oh my, my brain is better than a computer. I was like, you're out of your mind, Dennis Paulson. You're dinosaur old. Just use data golf. But ever since that point, data golf is just, they're guessing too. I mean, obviously they've got a formula and they could tell me why and say, Chad, don't no, no, listen. But at the same time, it goes from plus two to plus one, 77%. I'm like running around uh, showing houses I'm fa- and I'm trying to do uh, jock market this is the worst is that you think a guy at plus two is safe so you're buying them or you're not selling them or whatever and you don't know because you're just looking at data golf and you're running around and fucking watching basketball and not caring at all and showing houses and tell you know and i'm trying to figure out and then i'm like this guy's plus two and he's uh i'll buy him you know and then i'm like realizing then data golf screwed me and i'm losing money because i'm buying these guys at plus two why can't these dudes get the cut line right what's going on well, there's there's some variation. I mean, I was watching that pretty close this week, and it looked it looked to me to be one way, and all of a sudden it really turns the other way. So it's it's I could I, I could see how that's not necessarily a mathematical projection. So I might disagree with you there. Can I get one thing off my chest right now? Yeah, I, I, really love it. I really don't think that these fucking PGA Tour players of wherever they come from, I really don't think they give a shit about fans. I don't think they care about fans because they keep secret. Either their injuries, everything. They, they keep see, secret everything. Brooks had surgery on his knee, and we're we don't know this. No one knows this. No one's reporting this, and he's going to miss the Masters, one of the betting favorites. It will change the board. It will change pe- people's plans to go see him in person because they care about him. But no, he doesn't give a fuck about telling anybody nobody knows do you think a quarterback could get away with this imagine a running back in the nfl all of a sudden uh tm no no tmz doesn't even report because he's self-reported on instagram days after his surgery i'm out for the first 10 weeks of the season like imagine right it would blow people's minds or the nba if like all of a sudden you're like we haven't seen lebron for a while or a, a Brooks Kepka is a star, is someone that's a favored to win the Masters. Like, I, what, like it makes me, it just it shocks me that there is no accountability for these people, that we just have to deal with this. This is acceptable. And you are trying to grow gambling in your sport and you're going to do this to the customer. This is ridiculous. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally 100%. They do not care about the, the 
fans. They don't have any uh, reason to. So then why would they? I'm outraged. Yeah, I, and so why would anybody like? And I, I, I think I made the point earlier that like, okay, well they can say fuck the better because we're all we got problems betting, you know, because we're degenerates or whatever. But again, yeah. what about the Are leukemia you- kid? What about the kid that has weeks to live and has made their last wish to go see fucking Brooks Kepka, who promised at some point earlier in, in, in at well, some. Well, Eric, point. you're a dad. You're not raising your child. It makes me to- angry. Makes nope, me you're not very raising, nope, nope, it shouldn't because you're not raising your child to worship Brooks Kepka. You're not. Like, if you're going to have your child worship any golfer, it's going to be the Webb Simpson. It's going to be the probably Bryson or someone who works hard and thanks his fans, shows up on the range, takes selfies. Dude's winning the golf tournament on a Saturday night and – these idiots come up to him and want a selfie and they're holding their hand out the wrong way. And to get into the picture, Bryson's crouching down and making sure he, I'm in the picture with you guys. Peace sign. And then I right. love you guys. Thanks. Yeah. He cares. He Versus does. you have these guys that are Patrick Reed types that I am out of my way to be his fan. I go out of my way to defend <laughs> him. And then, and then he you blocks get- me on the internet. I buy his autograph with his beautiful wife, and she has this wonderful signature, and it's a great autograph. And I'm just outright, you know, they just don't care about their fans. It's insane. Why? But why though? I want to know why. I, I, I hear. I, I can. I don't that. know, dude. I just millionaires. No. Well, that could be one of it, and two is that to get to the PGA Tour is very hard, and it took it took nothing. Or it involved no fan support until they well, were. Well, they all- hate the yeah. They hate everyone. You're supposed to hate. Yeah, right. It reminds me, Eric, of the high and mighty elites of the Twitter DFS golf <laughs> community. <laughs> oh my god! Where once they, dude, once they get to the tippity tip top of the world here, and they're getting DMs, or I tweet at people eh, that are higher up or whatever in this industry, and they just ignore. And they don't give a fuck about the fans. They pretend all the same way that these golfers do. It's the same kind of thing. Because why, dude? Why would Pat Mayo tweet back it and try to and talk to everybody? Why would he do that? He shouldn't do that. They shouldn't do that. They don't have time for that. And I have started to get to a point where I'm like, I don't can't. I, I'm like, I don't have time to message everybody back. But like, I'm just me. I'm like chatting from me down realty. Like, I just sell houses and. I'm doing this for fun and people are tweeting at me and I feel bad. Like I missed your tweet and I can't comment back or like, then I'm getting DMS of just like, this is an idiotic message. Like I don't have time for this crap, but you want to be nice. But if you're pale or you're Brooks Kepka, you're like, my God, I don't have time for this anymore. And so you just stop doing this stuff or you're like Wiley and you just ignore everyone or that Amanda Rose chick. She does the same thing. Where like you tweeted Amanda Rose and like, unless you tell her she's skinny or something, <laughs> she won't respond to you. God. It's the way it goes. <laughs> the yeah. Patrick Reed red. I should clip that. Yeah, I should maybe. That should be the pull. But anyway, uh, we can talk about your favorite event of the year for DraftKings. It's the match play. It's uh, Austin Country Club. It's a Pete Dye course. We we're at the WGC match play, which we didn't get. Last year, we didn't even have a chance at this. So it's been two years. Kisner, defending champion, it uh, 
it's a weird format. So they um, March Madness style this thing. It's a bracket. They pull the pods. So how you get picked is you're in groups of 16. I don't know if you even know this yet. So you're in groups of 16. And then from the 16, four 16s, one pull from each of the four, and that gets a pod. And so they do that until there's no names left. And they're going to do this apparently uh, live. So, okay, get this, Eric. You're a golf fan like me on a Sunday while the NCAA tournament's on. And I'm like, hey, I got to plan my content. I want to know when this draft is because I liked it. It was entertaining two years ago. I remember distinctly. They would pick the names. They would pull the guy's name. And it would show a picture of the guy. And then they would break down the little pod. And they'd say, ooh, this guy's good. This guy's good. Wow, this pod has two names at the very top. of both. Blah, 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 blah. It was great. So I'm like, when is this going to happen again? Go to the golfchannel.com. Go to the everywhere possible I could possibly look to see. Is this on TV? Is this not on TV? It's not on TV. It's, I can't find it anywhere. So I tweet at them. And I'm like, what's going on? Dell golf match whatever you are, they uh, DM me back and say, yeah, we're doing this. It's going to be on our platforms live at 10 a.m. tomorrow. I'm like, what? What? You're supposed to promote this stuff. Like, you're supposed to want me to care about this thing. I am the one guy that cares about this thing, and it's not actually going to be on Golf Channel. It's not actually going to be prime time. It's going to be random, I think, on a Twitter live. They didn't specify. I have to determine what this message meant from Dell Match Play to figure out when this is going to happen. This is ridiculous. Are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised, but I'm just saying, like, I'm going out of my way. Different? You're expecting anything different? No. Uh, so whatever. Oh, also expect a lot of advertisements for this thing because you're gonna have a lot of downtime with match play. And uh, oh, yeah. I remember outrage was been was being tweeted about golf shots per commercial shown, and it's like the equivalent of like one and one. <laughs> as as it as it winds down to the final, like on a Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, no, not not Sunday, Saturday. Saturday, or Sunday, Saturday. maybe four players, or not four yeah. players. Uh, however many players, but we don't but the initial stages are very exciting and fun. For uh, we only got we're only going to have a couple of uh, days to do this right, and I think that's why we get an advantage, and we should talk about that advantage. Yeah, well, we will. But Barry says, "Can you tweet? Can't you tweet the link if you figure it out?" Yeah, I'm going to figure it out. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be PGA Tours Twitter that's going to stream it somehow from the tweet I got. I mean, it's ridiculous. Do you want to see this? Don't be stupid. Print out a bracket. Put in the pricing of every single player. And then build your lineups so that you don't. Have you have to have the bracket next to you. That's you have sure. to have the bracket. You can't just click away. I'm showing what I've d- I DM'd. Well, I tweeted at these people. What's up with this thing? Is it going to be on TV? They will unveil tomorrow across our channels at 10 a.m. Central. They will unveil tomorrow across our channels at 10 a.m. Central. I'm like, the hell does just, that mean? Yeah, just tweet it out. Is that unveil? You're going to tweet out. The pairing, the pods tomorrow is what I got. Okay, cool. So you're going to tweet out the pod. 
So then there's no live show. Like, so then they're just going to do behind the scenes. Do we get a chance to see this thing happen? There will be a live show. Yes. It will be on not. It will not be on the broadcast, though. We will stream it across all PGA Tour channels. Wait. I didn't clarify because I was just like, dude, what, who am I dealing with here? But at the same time, I don't know. That's all I got. Are you enraged? Well, I'm trying to be a fan of this March Madness, dude, and it's not easy. It's like I'm I love March Madness and golf's part of it. So whatever. Um yeah, and I love DFS this week, and Barry loves it too, because a lot of people play the two players out of one group and they're idiots, and you can't do that. You have to be careful. You have to choose wisely. But Eric. You have to pick you have to pick like if you I am in some weeks it could be impossible to get the final four, but you, you could still win. Even if you get the three of four, two of four, I, I remember winning quite well uh, with like two of four. Like I'd say, I'd say now everyone is going to say this. Everyone's going to go, don't be dummy. Make sure you do this. But they did the same thing last year. They said every podcast was like, don't be dumb. Make sure you do this. And it was like a, mocking of like how dumb could these people be but they were like 20 for 22 percent of the lineups are dead on arrival because they chose there is a wrong way to pick the bracket so you have to make sure it's in front of you and you have to pick four from each one and then you double up on one or the other and you may want to spread that around so that's the thing now what do you think's gonna happen eric what 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 happened to us last time was that we went with a dog in a big pod region and he destroyed not only tiger and rory and everyone in his path this guy who was it this guy chugging some beer lucas 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 nobody knew how to pronounce his name except for us and we were beer Mm -hmm. drinking because dude Listen, I care about you, audience. I will go out of my way to look up on YouTube a video of this guy, Christopher Ventura. Not Christopher. The fuck? So you go to these places and you look up, because I care, their, how to pronounce their name before we go on. I know that doesn't matter to some people. They don't care. Seifert, Seifert. It looks like Seifert. should be Seifert. But Seifert. we knew. Eric, when I learned that it was Lucas Beer Guard... I wanted it in, but that's not. You're in. No, I know. I wanted him for that reason, but that's not why we were touting him. It was because Eric, did you know, remember why I liked him? He had showed up recently. Mm. I think. Right, right, right. But there was a statistic. It was putts made from 10 to 15 feet. Putts. Putts made. Stats. Yeah, exactly. You go to stats on this thing because you know why? Well, you can get a birdie putt from that range and put some major pressure on the other guy because this is match play. You can save a par by making a putt and being confident in that range. Putting is very key. Who won 2019's match play? His kiz dog. Kisner, who, if you remember, had used that little device with the little balls on the top tips of his feet and was practicing putting. and was just a massive carer about putting and has always been known as a good putter. So you want a good putter. You want someone that can drain those putts, save themselves from losing a hole. They can save themselves by having a hole. They can 
put the pressure on the guy by making a putt for birdie to win a hole. I mean, like this is the way you do it. Is you get a guy that can putt. Also, Eric, how many names should you choose? Because there's 64 names. It's a weird bracket system. Normally we go condensed. We had been. I wanted to point out I did look up how many names I used in 2019, and I was a 21-21-21 guy using 21 lineups, 21 names, $21. I used 17 players in 2019. And I won money. And you won money? Yeah. So I needed to, I need like 20, 25 names this time around. Well, I think you're going to get, you're going to get condensed because you're going to start favoring certain players and certain sides. And you're going to mm-hmm. be fading certain names because you really want to develop a narrative. Who well, you- and Eric, you're right. You're right. There will only be so many options because you're only going to be able to do so many combinations. Because right. you're going to use each region only one time out of the four. I mean, like, uh, uh, yeah, so 17, if, 18, 20 names. If you're being smart with your with your build, you're looking over here. You're, you're looking over here. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, okay, I want these two to meet. And then I mm-hmm. want these two to meet. Mm-hmm. Or these four to meet. And then this one's eliminated. So, really, I mean, I don't know. I'm not I, I'm not going to get – yeah, sorry. I don't don't mock me. Don't well, mock I was just, I, I'm not even looking at you to be honest. <laughs> but uh, it yeah. really makes sense. I mean, with with four quadrants and mm-hmm. six names, you should say you're going to have to pick two of the four quadrants where somebody gets eliminated, and the other two you're just hoping to get there. Eric, let me ask you this: This is controversial, but this is part of strategy for this thing. Do elite players do they care? Do they want? to grind 36 holes after five days of golf on a Sunday before two weeks before the masters. Do they want to do that? Does a tiger do do that? Does a Rory do that? Does DJ do that? There's only a certain number of people that will do that, right? That's a really good question. And I think that that's the thing. Like part of it's like, Hey, if I win, I'm great, but they're not exuding any extra effort like a Rory I remember this from 2019 where you're like, but there are guys like a Spieth that would grind this out because they, they they feel like they want to prove their game out. You have to find motivations. Motivations in golf might be more important than statistics. Like it straight up I, is so crazy. I think that's I think that's so true. And it's not said enough. And it's not said in my own brain enough. And I think we need to just keep reminding ourselves of these motivations. The, the motivation- Because dude, remember two years ago we did. Money list. We went at money list and we said, these dudes have made this much money in 2018. And this dude's made this much money in 2019. This dude has made way less money. Like we did this in like July. And then what happened is like everybody at the top of this money list in 2018 started fucking going off. That was bad in 2019's money list. Cause they were like, damn dude, I need to get the fire under my ass to get some money to pay my bills. So then that's what like that. Nobody money list. Where's that stat on your website, Moose? Let's put that on there. How much money has he had so far? Strokes gain money. So like Moose, Moose isn't watching right now. Well, I'd have to tweet on him because he would never watch. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. All we need to know is that today is this pod, and tomorrow is the fantasy golf pod's first look at this match play thing. So I'm gonna do that. 
as much as I have a lot of things to do, I picked up like three buyers this week. I've had a lot of listings coming in my right. table. So we're going to have a busy summer, boys and girls. So I'm going to make some money doing nothing but real estate. So I'm going to have a hard time doing this golf stuff. Sorry. Well, sorry. Same time. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Ken, that I'm not a real person. <laughs> like, I wish I could do this full time. But, uh, then I'm going live with Preferred Lines. Joe Idoni and I are going to go live tomorrow night. Same thing. Same time. Deal. Place. Uh, Wednesday, Ownership Pod presented by our friends at FanshareSports.com. Like, if you haven't signed up for that site, go ahead and sign up for that site just for Lee Aldrich's articles alone. That guy's killing it. He's gotten matchups right. He does long shots right. First round leaders right. This Lee Aldrich's dude is on fire. And he writes for them. So you got to go over there, get a membership of that website, scrolling across the bottom, do that. And then you can also join the Discord. We got that going. All right. That's about everything I need to say. You? I'm really looking forward to this bracket, and it's going to force me to, uh, you know, sit down and stare at the thing. You're going to have to really <laughs> strategize. It's not just a click and spray type of situation. <clears throat> if you want to try and make money, you, you sit down and look at this bracket and come up with a plan. No, you have to print the bracket. Like, and then you have, you have to, to make your lineups. Put if you're making more than it. one lineup, yeah. And then you you make sure you diversify. Yeah. Do the thing that Eric was doing. Yeah. With his yeah. Hands. You're, over, you're over here, and then you're over here, and then you make over. sure you didn't do three of this guy over here in this corner. And then how? No. Just don't make dead lineups. Like it's it's not that difficult, but it's it is if you're lazy. If you make a, you can make a dead lineup if you're lazy. So people do. All right, bye. Goodbye. Thank you for watching. See you next time. Everybody, see you next time. And like and subscribe, rate and review. All that stuff helps us keep this thing clean and fun. Bye-bye. Clean, clean and fun.